Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Friday Night Dinner Podcast. We're reaching nearly the the end of the road for this podcast, at least. Not for many things, but just this podcast. Because, um, yeah, we only have, at least for the mainline show, we've only got this and two more episodes left, and then the revival, yeah. and that's it. That's it. So. Can we move uh, on to Matt? Yeah, Mad Men will be the next show we, we talk about. Which will be exciting, because I haven't watched that show in a long time. So, I'm excited to go back and revisit oh, yeah? it. Yeah. I Plus, it'll be interesting getting, getting like, the mental health aspect of it, too. Right. Because I think, Cause like, some, well, like Gilmore some... Girls, there's a lot of, kind of, <laughs> like, stuff that maybe people don't pick up on when they're watching the mm-hmm. show. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. We're here to talk about Gilmore Girls. And in particular, we are talking about... Uh, I want to... Let me bring it up here because... Lord knows I'm a little bit behind on where it's... Uh, we're on the episode Lorelai, Lorelai, which is episode 20 of season 7. So, yeah, not much more left to go. Um, yeah, written by David S. Rosenthal, the showrunner of season 7. And then... Uh, directed by Bethany Rooney who uh, she uh, did a few episodes of the show. She was mostly uh, known for uh, shows like Desperate Housewives, NCIS, Criminal Minds, stuff like that. Also like Lone vs. Spence. Yes. Related shows. Um, but yeah. Uh, what is Lorelai, Lorelai even about? Oh! I don't know if I asked you how your weather was. I just realized that. It's um, it's hot. It's about 90. Okay. So we went to the dog park this morning because it was like maybe, I don't know, like 90 with humidity. <laughs> but now it's like 100 with humidity. Okay. So, it's a typical summer. So how about you? Uh, the weather is pretty decent. Um, Yeah, it's 18 degrees Celsius, which is around 59 Fahrenheit. Wow. Yeah. So it's not too cold. Not too warm either. North America is such a big place. It is. Amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's get to talking Gilmore Girls. Uh, with graduation looming, I guess Rory's kind of getting a little anxiety ridden over her future. Um, Lorelai is trying to cheer her up with like a day of eating and shopping. Um, I don't know. I think it's like I, I find it so interesting how Rory just takes any kind of rejection so poorly. Like she got, um, she basically was, uh, you know, told rejected over uh, two jobs, and she just takes it so poorly. I don't know. She doesn't take rejection. Kind of fits well. though, which kind of fits because she has perfectionistic nature. And then the grandparents have kind of enabled some of the behavior. Yeah. So it kind of fits for her character. We can talk about that in a sec. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's also kind of interesting, too. Because like, I think there's a certain point. I don't know if it's in this episode or next episode. I think it's this episode where like Lorelai kind of says something like, I think I like maybe spoiled her too much or something. And I'm like, you think? Right. <laughs> But, well, maybe it wasn't Lorelai so much. Because what would have happened if the grandparents weren't in question? That's true. 
Well, I think at a certain point, most children rebel from their parents. And in this case, like, Lorelai was kind of rebelling against her parents. But then Rory rebels against her mom. And that kind of leads her into the opposite direction, kind of more towards the side of where her parents are. So I think she would have well, kind of... Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, look at how the grandparents kind of rewarded her for that. They let her stay at the pool house when she dropped yeah. out of college. Yeah. You know, they rewarded the behavior. So, and we already saw how, you know, Richard, when she said, like, what Hunsberger told her, and just Richard's look was like, we failed her by not letting her do things on her own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and seeing that you don't always get the gold star. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. Yeah. And she just it's like Rory had this feeling that she was just gonna be able to just walk away with any job she wanted. And I could see with her grandparents' money, probably realistically, yeah. She probably had a better chance because of her grandparents' money and their connections. Mm-hmm. So that's so that's got to be a rude awakening for her. Yeah. That even their prestige didn't get her the job. Exactly. I think again she kind of thinks that like everything's going to get served to her on a platter. It's like not quite. So. Cuz it has been. Yeah. She expects that for everything. It's like no, you you, you know, you're not guaranteed this job. You're not like in her little bubble. Yeah, she has some guarantees, but not quite elsewhere. So. Right. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, Lorelai notices that Scott is, or sorry, Luke, played by Scott Patterson, not Scott, uh, is once again wearing the baseball cap that she gave him. She gave him the blue baseball cap, and then he stopped wearing it when they broke up, but he went back to wearing it again. So she kind of, uh, you know, she takes that as a good sign that he's willing to work with her uh again you know maybe bend the fence so to speak uh but wasn't it caesar that said something about like oh i know why you know here's the baseball cap or i found it or something because it doesn't sound like he just lost it it had nothing to do with their relationship yeah he says something about that Mm -hmm. and it may it sounds kind of like well maybe it wasn't that he changed it up because of any feelings for her yeah um yeah so um yeah he uh rory or sorry lorelei invites or no uh yeah lorelei invites him to join him and rory for karaoke uh which you know lorelei has a few drinks and she goes and sings uh, a dolly parton version of uh that song uh by What's her name? Whitney Houston. Sally Barnes actually the original songwriter. Oh, interesting. Okay. Oh, you didn't know that? So, no. so yeah, Dolly Parton wrote that. There's a really good Drunk History episode about why Dolly Parton wrote that song. It's pretty interesting. And then Whitney Houston covered it. And then it, it, it really took off and became like Whitney Houston's signature song. And Dolly Parton actually kind of like said, like, this is Whitney Houston's song now. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. I mean, I think the Whitney Houston version is probably the most popular version of that song nowadays, but... 
It's the most popular one, yeah. But if you listen to the two of them singing, it's a it's a whole different vibe to each song. And mm. and both are good. Yeah. Um but if you know the story behind why she wrote it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Why Dolly Park wrote it. Um Uh, let's see here. We've got, uh, yeah. So he, Luke shows up and it's in the middle of the song and Lorelai basically, uh, is singing, uh, I will always love you. And, uh, it, it's interesting because Luke, like Luke and her lock eyes. And I think it's sort of implied like, oh, he's, he, she's singing that towards him. Like at first she was just singing the song, but then when he enters, it has a little bit of extra meaning. Did you pick up on that? Matt? Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was drunk. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And poor Lorelai, you know, apparently the whole town has been talking about this. So, mm. you know, that's the thing about small towns. You can't escape anything that you do. Mm hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I think there was always feelings between them. It's just a matter of whether they're both self-destructive or not, you know, because I think they both mm-hmm. kind of have self-destructive tendencies. So, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, they both sabotage. Yeah. They both have issues with commitment, I think. Mm hmm. Um, and then, uh, we get Logan returning from California and he goes to Lorelai to ask her for her permission to ask uh, Rory to marry him. So, which... Uh, Lorelai's having some mixed feelings about that. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, because th- we don't really get her even answering that by the episode end. So. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Two, I think April shows up in this episode too, right? Is this the episode where they're gonna where she tells Luke that she's gone to a prestigious science camp so she can't go to the boat trip? Yeah. And Zach keeps like saying, "I'm so sorry," and Luke's like, "I'm fine." And Zach's like, "Oh no, no, you're not okay." <laughs> yeah. He keeps pushing it for some reason. So. Um, yeah, uh, it, I mean, yeah, it, I think this is the last episode we see, at least in the main series, uh, this is the last time we see April, so, we may oh, see her really? in the revival, but not in this, ep- not in this season, she's done. She is in the revival? I think she is, I can't quite remember. I know for sure, like, if she is in it, she doesn't have a big role. Because I haven't seen the revival in a while, but I don't remember her having a big role in it. So. Um, Alright, who was your favorite and least favorite performance from this episode? Were, I don't remember Richard and Emily in this episode. Were they in this one? No, they weren't. Okay. I like Sookie, because I thought just that banter talking about you know, her singing that to Luke, like basically how best friend would respond. I feel I really like that dialogue of them in the kitchen at the end. Um, yeah. And worst, I would say Logan and Rory because I'm their performances just kind of flat. Yeah. A lot they, of yeah, it's kind of hard to root for either of them really at this point. So. They're, they've gotten kind of unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. 
Never and, mind, they've never addressed Logan's behavior while they were on the break. Bruce says they were on the break, he says they were. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is, like, Logan's just too, I think, he's, he kind of reminds me of Christopher in a way. And I know we've drawn mm -hmm. comparisons yeah. to Christopher before, but he's kind of like Christopher where he's very hot and cold. Like, when he's yeah. hot, he's hot. When he's cold, he's really cold. And I think he's way too unreliable. But again, that's kind of like Christopher. Mm -hmm. And I think, like Christopher, just how Lorelai is drawn to Christopher's like warm moments when he's actually you know at least mm -hmm. trying to be a decent person uh and almost kind of neglect like neglectful of the times where he's not i think rory's kind right. of starting to be like that with logan so or maybe lorelei's even attracted to aloofness yes you know that's that avoidant personality or avoidant attachment where you just don't connect with people and you Kind of, you know, any commitment kind of makes you feel like you're going to give up your independence, and so you just kind of split. Yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite. Uh, gosh, there wasn't a whole lot of great performances in this episode. I, I guess I'll say Lorelai. I, I, you know, uh, Lauren Graham did sell, in particular, that scene where she was singing to Luke. I mean. Also, too, I do think that's one of the better moments of the show, uh, mm -hmm. you know, because despite their whatever hangups they may have, they do end up kind of falling back in love with each other. So, um, and then as for worse, I mean, Baker's Baker's choice. I mean, uh, there was a few. I think. Was this also the episode where they were talking about um, Lane and um, there was like the whole thing with Lane and Zach and Zach being a guitarist for some band or something band. like that? Right, uh-huh. That was in this episode, yeah. right? Okay. I'm pretty I, sure, yeah. I, I didn't quite like Lane's performance in that. Like, Lane mm. was doing some weird stuff with like her being like, like, <laughs> I think she was like ready to go with them to... Mm -hmm. like be on the road and then she's like all right i have two kids i can't do that and i'm like that's and we don't know why that change happened yeah yeah it just seemed like that performance was a little jarring to me mm -hmm. like i understand that like oh yeah life comes crashing down but like that felt a little too unrealistic that she would just totally forget about her kids until she's like looking at him like oh yeah right i have kids so right i mean it was brian's presence that alerted her yeah. Because that's when she was with Brian, right? That she had this kind of epiphany. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've also got favorite reference from this episode. Um, this is just a side one, but Salmon Rushdie wrote the Satanic Verses. Um, okay. They mentioned Salmon Rushdie and Padma Lakshmi. Um, Salmon Rushdie wrote the Satanic Verses, and he had a fatwa on him, which was like a death... It was like a like a price on his head um, in the late '80s, early '90s, and mm -hmm. Padma Lakshmi is a was a model and also a chef, and she thinks she has several books out. Um, okay. They lived together for about five years, and then got married. They were married from 2004 and 2007. They got divorced. So when they mentioned them, they actually were married at that time. Okay. So, but I had no I had no clue that they had been married. So, mm -hmm. um, and then Midlake, which is a band that Zach brings up. 
uh, when he mentions to Luke all the different bands that have played at this place in Detroit, they actually are still together, and they released an album this year. So go Midlake. Nice. Um, there was one where, uh, I think it was Lorelai brings up Alanis Morissette saying like in Canada, she was bored on, she was on star search. She dated Dave Coulier. She struggled a lot mm-hmm. before Jagged Little Pill. So <laughs> like, I, nice little, I gotta give that the shout out. Cause that was the big Canadian reference. So cause Dave Coulier is Canadian, isn't he? I believe he is. Yeah. At the very but least, she's saying "jagged little pill" about him, right? Or you want to know it was about? Yeah, I think I think one of those songs. I think it was uh, "You Ought to Know." Was yeah, that's was, yeah, was really towards him. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, all right. Let's see what else we got here. We have um, favorite quote from this episode. Do you have a favorite quote? I have a couple. Um, to be like Luke, you know, Suki says you can just throw on a flannel shirt. Like, that would just be an impression of Luke. Yeah. <laughs> also worries like, nothing a little more than shopping after a full meal. Like that's like the least. I think she doesn't like shopping, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Unlike her mother and grandmother, she just doesn't like shopping, and and you know she probably just wants to take a nap or something. But she's like, you know, she already doesn't like shopping. Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, nothing more than love than shopping after a full meal. <laughs> yeah. That was, a good, that was a good one. Um, I had when uh, Emily says, your grandfather and I have a little surprise for you. And Lorelai says, uh-oh. Emily says, what? And then Lorelai says, did you name another building after her? Right. Because <laughs> that, that is, you know, honestly, with those two, a fair question to ask. So It really is. Yeah, like, I didn't really blink at that. I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Which, again, that's because the entitlement, too, right? Is that, you know, her grandparents... I mean, she said... Didn't Rory say no to the building? Can you imagine you're a student at the school and everybody knows that you're having the building named after you? Yeah. It just seems like such a good place to be in life. But there... And there must be some level of you feel like you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we also see too how how much Lane and and Rory have changed, like um, yeah, you know that they like it, it's fun, like this is how relationships like friendships go though, is that they've kind of drifted apart. They're still friends, but they have their own lives now, and mm-hmm. like she didn't even know that Rory didn't even know that Lane was going to show up. Yeah, like they didn't even call each other at a time. It's just interesting that you know how things have changed between them. Yeah happy to see each other but they don't have that continuous contact that they used to have mm-hmm. remember lane even lived with for a while in her dorm yeah um yeah we do have some trivia uh so rory is telling her family about how she didn't get the job at the new york times emily says if your name isn't keller or salzberger you may as well not even apply which is funny because the Huntsburgers, at least in the show, are actually modeled after the real life Salzburgers. So. Oh really? Oh, then that explains why the name is so similar. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the lullaby of industry. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it makes sense too. You know, might as well pull from real life, right? Right. Right. Um, 
the lullaby that's playing when Lane puts her twins to bed or Boys Don't Cry by The Cure. Yeah, I recognize that. <laughs> Which is funny because that's not usually the kind of song you would hear in a lullaby, but I guess it was a lullaby version of that song. They have some cool, um, I forget who does this, but there's a, there's a few bands that take like modern songs or like alternative songs and turn them into lullabies. Okay. If you just look it up on, on Spotify or Apple Music, you'll find them. But it's pretty cool. Like, they'll do pure songs, but just instrumental. But, like, the kind of soft kind of sound of lullaby sounds are great. Yeah. Um, when uh, they're doing karaoke night, Kirk's singing, and there's a sign behind them that says Boozoo Barnes. Boozoo was the Zydeco band who auditioned for Lorelai and Luke's wedding in season six. So, a little bit of a reference. Oh, you go to back that. to that. Yeah, if you go back to that whole episode, we talk about that too. And um, I think I talk for like five minutes or ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of funny that like, they have that a little reference to that. So I like that. Right. From a season that they actually weren't involved in as far as the showrunners. So yeah. Pretty... Mm hmm. Uh, this is the first time we see Stephen Kwan laying in Zach's baby twins. Yeah, because they mentioned the names last episode, right? Yeah. Because Rory says, how are Stephen Kwan? And I'm like, who are Stephen Kwan? And then, then they like start talking about those are the babies. Yeah. Or she did just seen them or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Rory... We actually see them. We don't really see their faces, right? We just see them no. in the Yeah. Okay. No, just basically like you see them from behind, but they're in the cradle or crib. So you don't really get a good and shot I of them. Them. Uh, and then I love how Lane is like getting excited about this career opportunity for Zach, but also you don't want to wake the kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like she's like, here's you know, here let me let me tell you how excited I am because she has to keep her voice down. Yeah, because it's realistic. Uh, and then finally, it, Rory has a dream where Lorelai says that, that uh, she's always wanted to go to Hawaii, uh, but in reality, Lauren Graham, who plays Lorelai, is was born in Hawaii, so. I thought, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was a little nod to that. I think so, yeah. Uh, do you have any mental health observations from this episode? Well, first I like to say, like, I think there's, a, I don't know, there's, like, a continuity error or character error, is that Miss Patty does not need to look at the words to Fever by, by Peggy Lee. <laughs> so when she's doing the, the karaoke and she's reading the words to Fever... Miss Patty, based on what we know about her, has an extensive history in show business. She does not need to read the words to the song Fever. <laughs> Foible with it. But Rory really thinks that people care enough to make fun of her about not getting a job with a newspaper. Like she's wrapped up in this, you know, the town's going to make fun of me. I And at first I thought it was hyperbole, but I don't think she's exaggerating. I think she really is concerned of what people are going to think of her. And obviously the town loves her, um, which we see in the next episode where they want they all want tickets to her graduation. But mm -hmm. she really thinks people are going to make fun of her for not getting a job. And getting a job after college can be tough. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's... I wondered how much of that... I don't think it was hyperbole for her. I think she really is concerned about how she's going to appear to others, which is also her downfall, right? Is that she's so concerned about what it looks like that maybe she did want to take the job, the smaller paper. 
but she wanted the fellowship because, you know, it looks better. Like, did she really want to work there, or was it more like the prestige behind it? So she's got that little bit of Emily to her, that prestige piece. And I think part of that is, you know, the grandparents' influence and then following the Logan's crowd. And uh, but and also she should have said, I mean, I, I was, I mentioned a couple episodes back, I'm like, she should have just called that newspaper and said, can I, you know, the job's still available. So this episode, she actually does that. So that's good. She, so she showed incentive. Yeah. But she also maybe should have added, keep me in mind for if there are any future openings. Yeah, I agree. I think, too, like, anytime someone's in a position where you're having a few job offers, just tell them, like, hey, I need a little bit of time to make up my decision. When's the latest you need to hear back from me? Something like that. Like. And maybe a little guidance with that. It seemed like she did it all on her own. Yeah. I like think, with the job situation. Well, I think most people in this world just trust that Rory knows what she's doing. And I would say for, like, academic stuff, sure. But, like, there's a lot of real-world right. stuff where she just doesn't have that level of expertise. And I think this was, like, a, a very much a, an example of that. Like, had she just talked to Lorelai or Christopher or anybody, they would have been like, hey, field your options, see what you have, and then make a decision. But she kind of assumed that something was a sure thing and said no to these others and then they all understandably moved on so um yeah i would say as from my own experience like yeah if you're in a situation where you have a few offers just say hey i've got a few offers i'm just going to do some research and figure out what's the best one for me and then ask them when they bump up the offer Hmm? yeah yeah and and why i could see lorelei like not being in that business sector so maybe she didn't know but yeah you would think just on a basic experience she could have helped or yeah this is a time where it might have been helpful for Rory to talk to a job coach or career counselor yep that too just to get a neutral third party Mm -hmm. opinion on it Um, and also everyone processes issues in different ways I think they were talking about um, I think it was Lorelai and Sookie talking about how Luke is reacting differently after the breakup than she was and sometimes people just process in different ways. People don't always have to talk about their feelings to be processing something. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to keep in mind. I especially see this like with couples when there's a, a loss and they're grieving, like a death in the family. Mm-hmm. And sometimes couples will split up because they think the other one's not handling grief in the right way. And yeah. it's much more multi-layered than that. But people process things in different ways. Just because someone's not talking about their feelings doesn't mean that they're not experiencing them. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's that saying, still waters run deep. You know, so so Luke may have been crushed by it, but he has a public face he has to put on every day as part of the diner, and so he probably doesn't want to get into it. And he's you know, fiercely private about things, too, as well. So yeah. it may have been that he just wasn't outwardly expressing it. So, so that's what I have for Steve. Yeah. And also just Rory's sense of, you know, there's an entitlement there that, you know, I mean, she comes by it honestly. I think the parents, the grandparents have... I'm really curious. You know, I would love to see a, a Gilmore Girls without the grandparents involved to see which way it would have gone. Like a sliding doors kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be really curious to see how they pull that off because... Mm-hmm. Oh, well, actually, I would say the revival kind of tackles that a little bit. but. Oh, really? Yeah. So. That would be interesting. Yeah. Even more reason to get excited for the revival. So. Right. Uh, okay. I think it's time to rate this episode. What would you give this episode a score of? I'd give it a seven. It's one of the better episodes of season seven. Again, I, I compared to season two and three and four, 
not not as much but for what it is it's good yeah i think the back half of season seven is not as bad as the first half um mm -hmm. i still don't think it's nearly as good as yeah some of the other seasons but you know a lot of people like to say season seven as a whole is bad and i don't quite agree with that i do think there are some moments yeah, yeah. And episodes and mm -hmm. i think i agree this is one of the stronger ones um and i think like that moment where lorelei singing to luke like there's a lot going on there like with just mm -hmm. very subtle action it's like lorelei's kind of admitting to herself that she loves luke she's kind of revealing mm -hmm. it to him too in a way by serenading mm -hmm. him um it's a little too straightforward and i think like if Amy Sherman Palladino was doing it, like it would have been a little bit more subtle. Like, I think you would have had a bit mm -hmm. more of a showing of that kind of like dawn and realization in Lorelai's eyes that, that she does still mm -hmm. love Luke, but like, they right. don't really show that. Like they kind of show the, the right. end result of that, which works relatively mm -hmm. well, but they don't, sh it would have been great to see like a better reveal for that. Um, but right, still, yeah, like there's some nuance that's missing, yeah. Yeah. So I, I still think it's not too bad. I still think it's uh, one of the better episodes, but I'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10. It's it's one of the better ones. It is just missing a little bit of that subtlety, a little bit of more of that nuance that we've gotten in the show. Uh, that, that's just a little bit missing. But I do think that this show is getting a little bit better in season seven, just because I think you, they can tell what they're working towards, like what their end goal is. So. Oh yeah, so they can structure around that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just curious for listeners, like if you go to karaoke, how many of you would actually pick "I Will Always Love You" because that's a big song. Yes. I could see like because Lorelai's drunk, but do you think somebody would advise her like you know, hey mom, that's a big song. <laughs> do you really? Do you yeah. have the chops to pull that off? Yeah. You know, I, I think, so it was kind of like, well, it seemed a little contrived because I'm like, I don't know if Lorelai would have picked that for her song. Yeah. Because that's a big one, you mm -hmm. know. There's a lot more fun karaoke songs out there. So I'm just curious if anybody would actually pick that. Either. Yeah. Considering that she was, like, really not into karaoke anyway, she was doing it more to cheer Lori up. Yeah. Or did she go with a big song because, you know, she knew she'd probably flub it and that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. It just seemed out of character for her to say that one. Yeah, like, also, too, like, I get the impression, like, sort of in one of those, like, kind of funnier moments, I guess, that, like, Lorelai, you can tell she probably does some karaoke at home when nobody's watching, like, in the mirror. So, I think mm -hmm. she's probably, so when she sings it, everyone's like, oh, she's pretty good. Like, I get this impression she probably just does it uh, for herself. And, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... Well, I was wondering, too, if this was kind of a jumping point for, did, was Lauren Graham pursuing a music career, you know, and, mm. um, and is this part of, of that? Yeah. Um, I can't, I'm not really one to judge singing quality, um, <laughs> and plus yeah. I'm watching it with my five times the limit, or whatever. I, <laughs> thought it, I thought her singing was not too bad. I was, I was like, okay, I, in my opinion, it's not too terrible, but. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm not the best at singing myself, so t you know, take that. So you're like, better than I could do. Go. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, I would think she would do like Billy Idol or something. Like that was my that was my guess for her karaoke. Song. 
Because she's yeah. talking about her music taste, right? So it didn't really fit. Well, I know she likes Motley Crue, so I was thinking maybe some Motley mm -hmm. Crue, but... Yeah, like Jumpstart My Heart or something, something like that. I, I wanted a little scene where, like, you th you think Luke's, like, understanding what's going on, and he just turns to the bartender, and he's like, oh, my daughter just wants to go on his trip, and I'm a little bit... Like, he's not even thinking about what the, the, the context right. was. Right, like, that would be goes, even better. It would have been funny if it just went right over his head. He's like, like yeah, the diner's really busy, really. I'm, I'm like, are you, like, hearing what she's saying right now? I thought that would like she's on her feels and like you know <laughs> yeah and he's just like wow well. she's like all this meat and then have like a montage or like a like a scene of like them running to each other across a field and then he's like can I have a beer <laughs> yeah I gotta go buy some new plaid shirts soon it's like right like I thought that would have been funny because they don't really address that, that right great. so no but. Uh... Yeah. But it's real life too, right? Like just because you feel a certain way doesn't mean that the other person's on the same wavelength. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, Steph is over at stephaniesarkis.com. You can go grab her new book, Healing from Toxic Relationships, out now. And uh, yeah. And you grabbed one and you liked it, so hey. Yes. I still haven't fully finished it yet, but I would like, I would say I'm probably around three quarters done wow you're probably waiting for just the right moment just like we are to review the final episode of Gilmore Girls you're probably like I need a moment to just like fully absorb as this book ends <laughs> yeah um but yeah and then uh I'm over at ringers.com where I got some exciting stuff I got I'm gonna be interviewing Sylvester Stallone next week so that's exciting oh and interesting then, yeah for which movie uh, he's in a new movie called Samaritan, which is like a superhero esque movie. So is that with DC or Marvel or it's either? it's neither. It's like an independent one, but oh. yeah, interesting. Um, and then yeah, uh, got some other stuff coming out. So check that out. And uh, with that said, we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye.